1: Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. You know, Bishop Hammond, for example, has activated like, I don't know, 50,000 people. Probably It's probably an understatement. Thousands of thousands around the world in the prophetic. I think it's 350,000 people in the prophetic. And um, so, but then what happens is without further education, uh, we get an, an illumination, but we don't have enough revelation of who we really are. So we think we're a prophet because we prophesy, but it goes much deeper than that. So we want to cultivate a pure prophetic. It starts with understanding where we stand. Are we a prophet? Or do we have so there's three levels of prophecy? You can be a, a, a believer. All believers can prophesy the simple gift of prophecy according to the will of the Lord. But then there's some people who they're not prophets, but they are more prophetic than the average believer they they have cultivated a sensitivity to the lord and they are trusted to release words maybe at their church they are in prophetic ministry you can have a pastor who has a prophetic ministry they're not a prophet but they're a pastor they're very prophetic and then you have the office of the prophet of which a seer is part but so so the, the first step really in cultivating a pure prophetic is understanding who you are because if you think you're a prophet And you're not, then you are misrepresenting one of the ministries of Christ himself. And you are actually doing a disservice to the body of Christ because your joint is not supplying in the way that it should. I can't supply something I do not have. I cannot give you something I do not have. I cannot take you somewhere I have not been. I can teach you the principles, but I can't take you there. And so you have to understand are you a prophet? And, you know, that's I've done Facebook lives on this, I've got YouTube videos on this, ways to tell the making of a profit, my book talks about how to tell if you're a prophet. Uh, uh, Ryan, maybe you can talk a little bit about how how do you know if you're a prophet? like how did you know that you were a prophet? how did how did you get that come into that identity?
0: Well, it's interesting because I just had this conversation with someone um Saturday as a matter of fact, someone had called me. And they were asking you know similar questions and stuff, and they were having a lot of people that were coming up to them, and they were saying, "You know, you're a prophet, you're a prophet, you're a prophet, but nothing was registering with this individual, and this individual was going, "You know I'm struggling in this how do i how do I balance this out? What do I do?" And I think a lot of times somewhere along the line, we really started to put an emphasis on confirmation. Now, just stay with me just for a minute before anybody gets ahead of me." I do not believe that it's wrong to have a confirmation. It is great to have a confirmation, but there are things that are going to come to your life that you don't always get a confirmation to. In other words, if you get a, if someone prophesies something into you that you're currently not doing or have a desire of, it doesn't mean that's necessarily wrong because it could be something that is so far into your future and you're not doing it in the moment, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get that confirmation either. So there's, you know, there's going to be, you know, there was a generation that taught, Oh, just put that word on the shelf. That's one of the (laughs) worst things that we can do because we're not cultivating prophetic words over our lives. So I began to tell this person, I said, you know, I knew that there was something that was very peculiar about me, but I never could define what made me peculiar. I just knew that I saw things differently. I heard things differently. But, my visionary and my ability to hear was more than my local community um, yep. it, it was It was beyond the current realm of where I was at. It was more international slash global in that in that realm It's like you're looking at a group of people, but you're looking so far beyond that group of people. And it, a lot of times you're seeing in one dimension, but you're hearing and you're seeing in a multidimensional layer. Yes. Now that I know that's hard to explain and and really get across, but there was this challenge. So I was I was on staff at a church, and even though I was not the senior pastor, everyone was calling me pastor, and it hurt me. I mean, it just. <laughs> There just something about it that bothered me, and I would say, don't call me pastor, that's the pastor. Um, just call me Ryan. But they were trying to be respectful and I you know I was trying to be respectful and saying, you know, look, that's the pastor, just call me Ryan. The problem was I couldn't explain why being called pastor bothered me at that time. I, I just I, I couldn't explain it. I didn't have a definition to what I was feeling in that moment. So a gentleman came along and we're at a dinner and somebody asked a question, you know, what does a prophet look like? What do they sound like? How do they act? What's their function? You know, it was every identity you could possibly put on a prophet. And it was the strangest thing because there was 13 pastors sitting at the table, including me. And when he got done with the description, the definition of a prophet, it was in unison. It was the strangest thing because it was so in unison that every one of those leaders at that table turned around and pointed at me and said, you just described him. Wow! Now, in one moment, everything that I was not having a definition for, I suddenly had a definition. But here's, here's the thing. Even though I had a definition, it's not like I went. Oh, okay, that's it. I'm a prophet. I knew that there had to be some really purging in understanding. So what I did was I went to this gentleman and I said, I I know nothing. I wasn't raised in it. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't have no knowledge of it, but you've given me a light in the midst of a lot of darkness. Mm -hmm. Will you mentor me? Will you walk me through this process? So this gentleman mentored me for two years, not became my spiritual father or anything like that, mentored me for two years, asked questions. I dug, you know, I, I pray, what am I doing? How's this look like? Function, this and that. At the end of the two years is when I really went, oh, I'm a prophet. <laughs> because what I had to do is I, I was I was reading one day the, the story of, you know, Elijah and Elisha, and I was always just kind of captivated by the fact that Elijah goes and throws his mantle on Elisha. Elisha runs, tells his parents, comes back. I mean, he goes to Eli- Elijah first and says, can I go tell my parents bye? And Elijah responds, what have I done to you? Mm. You know, I, I, I've always just been enamored with that. But, you know, eventually Elisha comes and serves Elijah. And that, when I'm when I'm studying that years ago, I realized that a lot of people, are so hungry for authentic, uh, authenticity of an identity that they tried to be an Elijah before they're an Elisha. Ooh, that's good. And I, I, I wanted not to do that. I, I didn't go after, even though he defined something for me, I didn't want to go after that. I knew it was more important to be an Elisha to an Elijah. It was more important for me to grow in that and learn that in that process. Now, Here's what I told that individual. So that individual went on and said, but what about all these words? Do you think I'm a prophet? That was that was that person's word. And I said, I'm not going to tell you whether or not you're a prophet. And they, they kind of just paused on the phone and they said, well, why not? And I said, what has God said? And they just kind of paused. And I said, listen, as easy it is for me to get it right, it's as easy as for me to get it wrong. And it would be an error because number one, I don't have a relationship with you to know you well enough to be Mm -hmm. able to identify what is going on. Number two, you don't need a confirmation from man. You need an affirmation from God. Mm -hmm. You need God to speak to you and in this process. So I said all that to say, that's ultimately how, even though he mentored me and he really just worked and worked and worked for me, there was a day that the Lord spoke to me and reminded me of a word when I was about 12, 13 years old. And I was just, that's when it hit me that it was, you know, God really spoke to me and said, this is that. But I think a lot of times people that they're for whatever reason, there's a lot of individuals in the church. They long to be acknowledged and sometimes they do it with the best of intention but they prematurely set themselves up for failure. Yeah, And the one thing that I had a spiritual father actually tell me, the spiritual father said, you don't ever, ever have to tell anybody who you are when your fruit can identify you more than your words can describe you. Mm. That became my goal. My goal was not to tell everyone I'm a prophet. My goal was you identify me. You see by the, the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm that I'm hearing or seeing. Well, how do you see that to be? Because here's the reality: I knew who I was.
1: Yes, come on. By that
0: time, I knew who I was. So now you fast forward to all these years later. People to this day still call me pastor, but now it doesn't bother me. They call me evangelist. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, you know, I have some people call me apostle. That doesn't bother me. I'm not correcting anybody anymore because I don't need you to validate an identity over my life because I've already been affirmed by the father who destined me and created me with a purpose long before I was ever in my mother's womb. That's where people have, to, people are so, if I sign up and take this course, or if I do this, or if I do yeah. that, by the end of that, I'm going to get this piece of paper. And I'm not against that stuff. Do not mention, I'm not against it. But if you're waiting on a piece of paper to validate you, you're missing it. I mean, yeah. everybody's been given a birth certificate, but you don't need a birth certificate to know that you're born. <laughs> That's good. You're born. I mean, you know that you you know that that is that process. But, but I know there's requirements is going to have that and stuff. But in, in the kingdom, those things are very, very valuable. I'm not discrediting them at all. But it's more important that you know from the Lord than it is to you hear from a man.
1: That is really, really, really good. And when the Lord called me into the prophetic, I, I, I heard from him, actually, I, I had the same exact story in the beginning. I got saved. I realized, and it, I don't know how to best put this, but I realized that I was hearing at a deeper or a more accurate level than other believers, yet I had no training. It's a gift. It's, it's not, you see, I have to hear from the Lord for myself through relationship, but I hear from the Lord in the office of a prophet through the gift. It's him. Mm-hmm. It's a different dimension. And so I realized very early on, um, this is not, this is abnormal. This is supernatural. This is not the typical Christian experience to hear this much, this often about so many things that didn't even have anything to do with me. It wasn't just a personal thing. And then I began to read, as I'm sure you did, I think most young prophets did many years ago, Bishop Bill Hammond's books and really gave me language. For, and that's why, listen, this is why books are so important. There's mm-hmm. there's still, in the grand scheme of things, not enough books on the prophetic. There's so many different perspectives. I know Ryan has a book coming out. um When is your book coming out?
0: February, 2020.
1: Okay, February, 2020. And what's it called?
0: Uh, contending for your miracles, what they just retitled it. Um, but it deals with aligning the prophetic with faith. And it ultimately is why I believe a lot of people, they miss out on the fulfillment of prophetic words is because they don't seek faith with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming out. You can probably pre-order that, um, as well, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you know, I found confirmation through a book. Now the Lord spoke to me and I'm like, I'm not really understanding what this is. He gave me a threefold witness, you know, voice crying in the wilderness to all these different uh, three, three times in the gospels that appears. He took me to all three scriptures just by random pointing of the finger. I was very young in the Lord. I was just brand new Christian. The Lord was telling me, this is what I have put on you. Now I didn't start walking in it right away. I didn't, I had to cultivate it. I had to cultivate that gift. I had to receive training. I had to get around mature believers. I had to get in the word. I had to spend time in prayer. I had to be purged and delivered of things. Because when I first got saved, here's the thing. Listen, when you get saved, if you get saved and you're 100 pounds overweight, then the next day when you wake up saved, the first day as a Christian, you're still 100 pounds overweight. Most of the time, if you're a smoker, you're probably still going to be a smoker. It takes time for you to change Outwardly all change begins on the inside. So I had to cultivate this gift and now I'm going into nations Raising up profits, you know 20 years later. I'm going I'll be in London actually um, just next week, I'll be in London at the School of the Prophets and Seers in London. Uh, check that out. If you email me, I'll tell you where that is. Or Facebook me. I'll be in South London. But who would have thought? You know. But that journey was a long. was a long process. There's a making process for a prophet. There's a making process for the believer. You are being conformed to the image of Christ, glory to glory. You're being changed. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or sow into Operation Liberation, our missions arm, at jenniferleclair.org slash missions.
0: This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN,